Welcome back to yet another episode of Slow Burn. We're back. Everybody's favorite podcast. Yeah. With everybody's favorite podcast co-host. Me? Yes. I was, I was literally going to say duh. Jeffrey Spradlin. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's why people, people tune into Jeffrey Spradlin. They don't tune in for Steven no. recapping a movie they for like 45 minutes. They like skip with a 10-second button they, like, I don't, every time. Honestly, I can't blame them, but uh, the problem with that is like you probably missed Jeff talking in that 10 seconds you skipped because he only talks for like two seconds. <laughs> So you probably missed everything he said when you did that, and you just got back to me. And you're like, "Oh my gosh, does this guy ever it's shut up?" It's because I'm afraid you're going to interrupt me, Stephen. Like, I don't want to talk too much because I don't know when you're going to come in. You know? I mean, I can't even argue with that. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so for this episode, last episode we did um, "Slow Way Home." Uh, for some reason on Apple, it just put "Way Home." I don't know why it titled it that. So uh, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but everything else it says "Slow Way Home," nice. which is was the whole point of that. I don't yeah, know why it was I a nice pun. Home. I, I liked it. Uh, yeah, all my, if you haven't paid attention, all my, because um, Jeff does no work on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jeff carries this. Uh, all my titles are relate to the movie, or at least they have. I, I started doing that like four weeks in or something like that, because mm-hmm. I didn't think of good puns before that. No Way to Burn, I believe is one. Uh, no, it, okay, not No Way to no Burn. Time no to burn. Time to Burn. That's right. Sorry. Jeff, if you're going to, you can't butcher my Sorry. my puns. Sorry. You can't butcher my dad jokes. You're right. Uh, anyways, I don't, what are we going to call this one, by the way? Ooh. Just quick side, <laughs> sidebar. Don't like, if you're listening to this, don't just, uh, block out this part. You can't put me on the spot like that. I got nothing for you. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I'll think of, I'll think of something. Maybe I'll come I'm up sure with the, will. at the end, I'm just sure give will. like the listeners who actually listen, like a sneak peek into the process that goes, they probably already turned this episode off. So like, well, <laughs> no, this no, is no, 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 this is what the people, they go for the, the back and forth. Yeah. The, the tit, the tit for tat, the, the yes. yeah, the me making fun of you and you actually carrying, being the only intellectual on this podcast. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, something, I mean, it's, we, there's inside jokes. We got it going. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so for this episode, uh, we are going to do kind of our recap of 2021. So Best our, films of the year. I, I did favorite. I didn't do best. Yeah, well, yeah, it's so subjective. You obviously can't just do a best. But yeah, yeah mine I, well, I feel also like my, my best. I don't know. I feel like best would be different than my favorite. That's, that makes sense. That's true. It's a, it's a uh, like. I feel like there's movies that were better than the ones I picked, as in quality, mm-hmm. but just because they match to what I like, then they made my favorites. That's true. That's. Those are two different lists, so I'm glad you pointed that out. But yes, I went top five favorite as well. I went top five favorite for 2021, and then we also have... Jeff's probably going to do like 30 for 2022. Um, I told five. him to narrow that 30 down to five. We'll see if that happens <laughs> or doesn't. Uh, but I have I have my personal top five, and then I have just missed the cut. So I have three that just missed the cut, just off the top of the head. Um, so we'll see. He okay. might name some that I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I miss that? How did I miss that? Yeah. So we'll see. Um, so let's kind of kick it off. Let's go ahead and kick it off. So do you want to do, um, I should have discussed this. This is another key into our podcasting is that we're very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, unprepared. Uh, unprepared. Unprepared. Unorganized. Is, the, is probably the right word. Uh, <laughs> so would you want to be back and forth? Yeah, of course. Okay. Are yours right down to the number? Like, is in like, you, this is my fifth favorite. This yes. is my fourth. Okay. I'm going five, two, okay, one. I didn't know if we were doing like five is in like. You know, five. I, I, let's do five, four, three, two, one. You you start with your five. Okay. It's hard for me to narrow this down to five. It was a pretty good year. Um, it, this is also interesting because the last two years I had a absolute number one favorite, right? Right. This year, I don't know that I have one that's just like stands above everything else for me. So Fair this list was more difficult to make. Um, again, we're, we're going top five favorites. So I'm going to go with an interesting pick for number five that... Typically wouldn't even make a list, but this movie works so well. I'm going to go with Coda at number five. I want to do this. There are plenty of pretty voices with nothing to say. Do you have something to say? I can't stay with you for the rest of my life. I've never done anything without my family before. Remember, uh, this was the first one I ever suggested on our recommendations at the end of the episode. After our Parasite episode, this is what I went with. Um, so really, if you haven't, haven't listened to the Parasite episode, you have to. Yeah, go back. Just for the recap. Like, you don't have to watch the movie because our recap was so in-depth. That's that, how like, great it was. You know? That's how great it was. And the synopsis <laughs> Stephen gave was half the episode. So, like, 45 minutes long. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you have 45 minutes to just hang out and listen to a movie just... Yeah. In podcast form. <laughs> Coda Coda is actually a very good movie. I wouldn't say it's, if we're going top five best, I don't know if it would be in there based you know, on those standards, but in terms of enjoyment, the performances, and just how 
you know, it's one of those feel good movies that actually works. It's not cringy or cheesy. Like the moments they go for actually really work. And the main actress, I believe her name is Amelia Jones, is amazing. So it's just really good. Check it out. It's on Apple TV. That's okay. my number five. What you got, Steven? Okay, I like that. I like that. Coda, I, I had to do some scrounging to figure out. I'm bad about watching movies in the year they come out, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So like I'll see movies and I'm like, you know what? That's not really worth a theater going to me. Like I'll just wait until it comes out. And then three years later, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that movie existed. Yeah. That's probably going to happen. Like I want to watch last duel. It's not out on anything and I'm going to wait until it finally comes out on something and it's going to be four years. And then I'll be like, oh yeah, Matt Damon did do a movie from based in the 1600s or yeah. whatever year that was. So who knew? Uh, anyways, <laughs> With a really bad haircut. Anyways, code, I had to look up some, um, just lists of 2021 movies, like kind of what made other people's. Mm-hmm. I did see code on a few. So there you go. Nice. It's not not Good everybody. Enough. Good enough. Uh, mine's kind of going to be off the wall pick too. Um, I don't think it's like an incredibly great movie, but it's really feel good. Um, it's got some comedic moments, um, kind of fun for the whole family, honestly, which is not an obvious pick for me. Usually uh, it's Mitchell's versus the machines. Every family has its challenges. We haven't had a good family picture in years because you two are always arguing. For my family, our greatest challenge... Probably the robot apocalypse. Ooh, okay. I haven't actually, seen this. It's actually really good. It's quality animated movie. Nice. It's got some good comedy in it. It's very similar um, animation to uh, in uh, the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah. Very similar animation style. Um and it's, it's really, I mean, there's, like I said, there's really funny moments in it. Uh, it it's kind of, if you really want to dive deep into it, it's everybody being obsessed with the their phones and not being able to kind of have personal um, development with their family or friends anymore. It's just mm-hmm. diving into that if you really want to get deep into it. But on the surface, it's just a family feel-good movie about a girl who's about to go off to college and she just kind of, because of this <laughs> machine takeover she kind of uh, develops the relationship and remembers uh why she loves her family so much and doesn't want to leave whereas at the beginning she can't wait to get out so kind of that and uh nice. yeah feel good movie like you you watch it and it's one of those movies where you feel good you're like man i don't yeah. want to just crawl into a hole after that movie nice so our number five's kind of coincide there a yeah, little bit because um code is also about a girl who's trying to go off to college. I mean, about a lot more than that as well. But yeah, I don't think there's uh, machines that rage. No, and then no, no, but still. Did you uh, watch that with Wes? Is that a... I did. Well, nice Father <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> well, I'm more like, I would probably watch more anime, animated movies than um, Lori, my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to watch it a few times without Wes. She's like, we can't watch that without Wes in the room. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we did watch it with Wes. I think I ended up finishing it. We ended up finishing it without him in the room because I was like, we can't just stop there. Like, I need to keep watching it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good, good little comedic movie and an easy watch. So. Nice. Okay. Kind of one of those laid back. You know, some movies you have to like tune into every second and just like laser focus. Mm-hmm. This is one of those movies where like it's just an easy. And sometimes those are nice. Okay. You know, just an easy watch. You just kind of turn it on. You listen. You watch. Not a. I'll check it out. Not a. It's deep. on Netflix, right? It is on Netflix. Nice. I think okay. it's a Netflix movie. Like, yeah. It's just okay. a. There you go. That's my five. What's your four, Jeff? Number four, I'm going to go with Licorice Pizza. <laughs> I guess that did come out this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson, one of the best directors alive. Good old PTA. Yeah. This is a great movie. The filmmaking is incredible. The music is awesome. It's just like a hangout movie. Honestly, there's no real plot. Like, truly. I figured. It's it didn't look like, like a plot. It's just like the vibe of the film, you know? It's just, you're just chilling in... <laughs> Quote of vibe. Quote of vibe. You're just chilling in the 70s and, you know, Hollywood. It's just awesome. The... Alana Heim from the band Heim, the sisters. This is her first ever movie. It's also Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, Cooper Hoffman. It's his first performance ever as well, and they both kill it. And it's just really cool. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's dad is also in this movie, which is funny because I listened to an interview where PTA said he really wants to work with Leo one day, and he hasn't yet, but he's now worked with Leo's dad. So <laughs> I wonder if this is like his in. Like, I worked with your dad, and you have <laughs> you to work must, with me now. I yeah. the role. <laughs> you must be in my movie That's now. his in. God, Leo in a PTA movie would be sick. But yeah, the movie's, <laughs> movie's really good. Maybe maybe slightly too long. Maybe slightly too long. It's about okay. two hours and twenty minutes. But really enjoyed it. I would definitely I'm definitely excited to watch it again. Figured that movie would be right up your alley. Yeah, I feel like course. anything that's seventies, eighties, sixties Hollywood is mm-hmm. just like no matter what the it literally can have no plot, like you said with this movie, and you're just like, I'm in. Yeah, I mean it's just like the cinematography's great. You know, all the all the pretentious <laughs> stuff you want to say about it, it's it's there. It's just 
There you go. It's a pretentious a film, me, Jeff would never. It's from. It reminds me a lot of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Honestly. Oh, but, there it is. But not, not as good. Not as good. Not in the same tier quite. But yeah. It's, well, it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood also lacking most of a plot. That's so. You're, you're crazy. Don't, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Go to your number four before I get uh, My number four. <laughs> my number four. Um, so some of these line up pretty perfectly with um, my anticipated for. 2021, whenever we did that kind of the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Most of these lined up with that pretty well. Uh, my number four is going to be No Time to Die. Uh, it was a great send-off for Daniel Craig is, yeah. is James Bond. Had all the elements of a James Bond movie. Um, had a lot of, I mean, the action scenes are great, as they usually are in the Daniel Craig. You know, you get uh, On a Day Armist in it for way too short, yeah, in my we, opinion. Like 10 minutes, yeah. like one scene. Could have been 30. What are we, what are we doing this here? It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought it was a great send-off for Daniel Craig. I mean, the ending could be controversial. I think we did a whole, I mean, we literally did an episode on it, but... Yeah, you didn't love the ending, right? I didn't love it. Yeah. I didn't hate it. Like, it wasn't... I, I felt like it was coming kind of thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, you always want to have the hero ride off into the sunset, whereas this kind of, I guess, cements that this is Daniel Craig's last Bond. So, yeah, works out well. It's a good send off i guess because everything's kind of neatly wrapped in a bow at the end nice so that'd be number number four what you got for number yeah three? I, I loved i love no time to die as well um didn't quite make my top but i really enjoyed it i thought it was a good bond i mean it was yeah. better than i thought it was better than quantum of solace or uh specter so yeah. if we would have done top 10 i think it i probably would put it as a third daniel craig bond behind casino royale and skyfall skyfall yeah probably go skyfall royale and then skyfall is definitely the best i think there's an argument no time to die is a little a little better than Casino Royale. Give me an argument. You could argue. Um, my number three is The Last Duel. <laughs> Ridley Scott. Knew that movie. was coming. Um, that movie is it's just so great. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jodie Comer, they all kill it. It's got a really interesting format. I've discussed this before on previous episodes. Adam but, Driver? Oh, Adam Driver's amazing, too. Yeah. But you just they lost, basically, you left him off on the kill list, so I was making sure. <laughs> it's told from three different perspectives. It is. And they're all like subtly different. And it's just, it's really clever and it's just perfectly constructed and combined. And it was written from three different writers who each took a character and wrote their story. It's pretty cool. Which I thought was awesome. Which, did honestly, they, let me ask you this because I haven't seen it. I do want to watch it. So yeah. I don't like give anything away if this is a giveaway. Uh-huh. Um, do they do it sequentially? As in, like, they do one person's side mm-hmm. and then it cuts back to the beginning, kind of, in a, they do it that from way. the other person's perspective. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. And they do it in chapters as well, which, you know, you love that. for whatever reason, yes. I really love that. Yes. But, you can make a, Six hour movie, and as long as it's in chapters, <laughs> Jeff will love it. But if Not it's exactly. a if it's a TV show, that's it could be a six hour movie, but it's just TV show format. Jeff's like, no, that's, absolutely not. That's not exactly true. <laughs> but to have the three different writers do that is almost a recipe for disaster. It's pretty bold, but that is hard Scott, because then they could definitely clash in how they yeah, want the story you have to go. Different voices, different writing styles, yeah. but the way they they just form together to work perfectly. Jodie Comer is amazing in this movie. It's great. It's the it's a two and a half hour movie that felt like it was 45 minutes. It flies by. The fight scene at the end is epic. It's just, you know, it's medieval. Some really cool So the fight scene at the end is not like a well, the opening scene has some very very interesting okay. fight scene as well. Okay. I don't want to give anything away, yeah. but Everything about this is is very enjoyable, so you okay. should check it out. I think well, you're going to like it. I would say I'm definitely definitely want to watch it. I might just bite the bullet and rent it eventually. So bite the bullet. Like it's I heard it was coming HBO Max soon, like this month. <sighs> I heard that too. I haven't seen anything about it. I need to do some research on mm-hmm. it and see um, before I rent it. But I definitely want to watch it. I just one of those where I never ended up getting to the theater to watch it. Yeah. So it's really there's Scott. a lot that came out at like the same time that I wanted to see that I ended up choosing other well, stuff. Over. What's crazy about this is Ridley Scott's 82 and made the last duel. And I thought Ridley Scott was really old. Yeah. Also a month later, House of Gucci came out. Also really Scott. Scott so he had yeah. two movies come out in a month. Just thought that was nuts. But anyways, you're because he did Alien, didn't he? Oh yeah, way back in yeah. 1979. Yeah. So he also did the first. I thought he was Blade really Runner. old. Yeah, he's super. He's eighty two. <laughs> he didn't do 40, 2042, though, did he? No, no, no. Twenty. Yeah, that was uh, Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, that's actually. what I thought. So, I was about to say that the was original my, Blade Runner. Yes, really, Scott. Uh, my number three is going to be. Uh, I'm just going to apparently do movies that we talked about as well. Spider Man No Way Home. It's going to okay. be my number three. Uh, I we won't we don't have to talk about it much because we talked about it literally for a full episode. Yeah. Uh, if you want to hear our full opinion on it, go listen. If you haven't already, uh, but great movie. I like Spider Man too. So. Never going to go wrong with that. Now I'm very curious because you gave No Way Home a 95. There's another movie that you gave a 97. (laughs) It made the list. 
It did make the list. It made the list. Okay. I, right. I really, okay, we can make fun of the 97, or 90, I think it was 98. <laughs> we can make fun of the 98, right? I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh-huh. I did, the reason it got so high at the time was because I really enjoyed it. Okay. Because it's like, let's, let's go, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay, okay. Go to your number three. Number two? No, number two. Yeah, your yeah, number two. my number two is Pig. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is that high. With so Nick you really Cage. liked it. I love Pig. It's okay. amazing. Um, it's not what you would expect. It's Nicolas Cage, like, really toned down. Um, he gets, like, one scene where he kind of gets to let it all out. See, I only, want, I only want Nicolas Cage toned to the fullest. Well, then you're going to hate this movie. <laughs> it is, you know, as our, the title of our podcast, Slow Burn. It's a slow burn movie. Um, it's like this interesting meditation on like losing things you love and how you cope with it and how far you're willing to go to get it back. See, so when this trailer came out and the jokes were plenty, uh-huh. uh, me making them as well, it was the, um, the pig version of Taken. Um, I was really hoping for that. <laughs> That's honestly. not too far off, honestly. I was really hoping for that. Really hoping that, because uh, the story, for those who don't know, this is not giving anything away. I haven't seen it, so this is mm-hmm. my story of how it happens. He has a truffle pig, mm-hmm, hog, correct. whatever you want to call it. It gets taken from him. He's kind of like a nomad, I guess, or like a, not a nomad, like a... He lives in the middle of nowhere by himself. Yeah. He's a very isolated person, and then mm-hmm. somebody takes his pig, and then it's like the extent he goes to get find to his, get his pig, pig and back. get his pig it's back. kind of like John Wick, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> It's like a thoughtful, more like contemplative John yeah. Wick. I also will. read, uh, we talked about this earlier today, but for the pod's sake, I also read that it was very sad, or uh, not sad, sad on the right. Melancholy was the word I used earlier, and that's what I read. It, was, it has was very, a very, very moving scene um, that it's pretty sad. And yeah. Nick Cage has a pretty... If the pig dies, I'm not in. He has one of the best know. lines. I don't think, but I don't, also don't think it would be in your top two if the pig died. I'm you're, not going to tell big. you. You should just—it's on Hulu. Just I know, watch just, it, dude. I it's an hour and a half. I, I'm gonna—I will eventually watch it. It's just really cool because it is grounded, but it's also like in this world that clearly wouldn't exist. You know right. what I mean? There's like, there's like extravagant things that happen in Portland <laughs> that definitely are not <laughs> happening in Portland, as far as I know, anyways. Yeah. Well, have you ever been to Portland? But um, like it's half, Michael Sarnowski's first movie. I'm pretty ever. sure like meth is legal in Portland, so you who don't knows? Know. Who yeah. knows? But Sorry, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> no, it's the director, Michael Sarnowski. It's his first. It's his debut feature film, and he killed it. It's amazing. So, well, there you go. Check it out, Hulu. Kind of bummed it wasn't Pig Taken. Pig Taken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, my number two is going to be uh, what we just talked about: Suicide Squad. The not Suicide Squad. Ninety-eight out of one hundred. The Suicide Squad. Uh, the reason it got such a high score at the time, I shouldn't have given it such a high score. <laughs> Jeff's going to forever make fun of me for that. Well deservedly shit. So, uh, is because it's right up my alley. It's action comedy. I love James Gunn's uh, sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So you're going to win me over with his sense of humor in an action comedy like that. Uh, I mean, Idris Elba is always great. Uh, John Cena's Peacemaker is hilarious. Uh, Margot Robbie playing Harley Quinn. I mean, how do you go wrong with that? Yes, so, I killed mean, it. I, I, the, and Polka Dot Man. I mean, we, we talked. We did an episode on the Suicide Squad. I mean, I the I, visions of his mother were so it funny. was hilarious. So James Gunn's humor is what makes it for me. Yeah. And I, I stylistically, I loved the way he did it. And you mm-hmm. know, it's a completely new take. Is what it's what the original Suicide Squad that was trying to be dramatic and serious and dark. It's what it should have been yeah. all along. It should have been this group comedy that that the Suicide Squad was and. Obviously, there's spinoffs I'm very thankful for. And I think at the end, didn't it say the Suicide Squad will be back, kind of like he did Guardians of the Galaxy? I think so. I feel like it did. Yeah. It's like, you know, at back. the end of James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy, it says the Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. will return. Pretty sure it did something like that They'll at the back. end of the yeah. Suicide Squad. So, I, yeah, I mean, I thought it was really good. Really funny. Yeah. Really, like, you know, there was only one scene that kind of got. I guess serious for a moment and even it was like a 30 second moment. It wasn't like, <laughs> and then it's like a joke to get out. Exactly. Of it. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the kind of stuff where those movies, you know, they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to win Oscars, mm-hmm. but to me, they're great because again, I like movies that I'm entertained. I laugh. I have fun watching it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe that's why I hate Scorsese so much. Cause I like roller coasters. <laughs> Sue me. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I enjoyed this movie as well. I went into it expecting to hate it. Not or not to hate it, but to not enjoy it, and it was much better than I anticipated. Wouldn't say it's a ninety-eight go, but I honestly respect that you gave it that score because you're staying true to yourself. It's what you love. I probably wouldn't give it a ninety-eight again, just because I mean it's not like 
I mean, I'm sure there are parts of it. I need to go back and rewatch it. I honestly haven't rewatched it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there are parts of it that I would be like, okay, they could have done this better. But at the time I watched it, I laughed a lot. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. I wasn't bored. I didn't get like, this is dragging on too much. I mean, even the, the whole part with Harley Quinn and like the dictator when they were like, married or whatever they were doing it was like the whole like going through their life and then you just killed them i mean that was hilarious to me so i was just yeah. like stupid stuff like that where it's like okay this isn't even moving the plot along but it's still funny mm-hmm. you know kind of things where i don't know dumb humor just gets me i guess so that's my number two what's your what's your number one overall all right number one steven do you want to take a guess do you think you know what it is i have a movie in mind and I'm hoping I'm it's this. I'm going to tell you what it is and we'll okay. see if you thought. I'm going to go with The Green Knight. Oh, greatest of kings, let one of your knights try to land a blow against me. Indulge me in this game. I will be the That is not what I thought. That's so a movie... Thought. Well, I did think that was going to make your top five, mm-hmm. but the movie that I'm thinking, I'm surprised it didn't make your top five. Okay. At all. Well, so the Green Knight. The Green Knight. We yeah. never actually talked about this on the podcast, I don't think. Yeah, the Green Knight is it's amazing. <laughs> it's a very slow burn. It's That's why very, Jeff loves it. It's the slowest burn I saw this year, honestly. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> I love that the top two on your list are slow burns, yeah, too. It's fitting, you know. It's it is. um an A twenty four movie, by the way. Oh ho, ho. So that not, explains everything. It doesn't really mean anything. I'm just letting <laughs> you know. Um, David Lowry, who also did another slow burn movie called <laughs> A ghost story. I like. I think we should for the rest of this podcast, like this one we're doing right here, uh-huh. see how many times we can say slow burn. I've said it at least thirty. I, I think so. Yeah. So let's Getting see. What, let's get a count. See if I can hit forty. Yeah. Um, no, hundred. Whoa. This movie's great. Deb Patel is amazing in this. Like I've heard a lot of Bond hype now about him, and I think a lot of it's coming from his performance in this movie. Probably same. Same from that. Is he British? I believe so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie is. It's just so enjoyable um, because of the pretentious things like to say on here, the cinematography, the production design. Alicia Vikander's amazing. There's an awesome shot. It's I like a 360 rotation shot that like connects different time periods and then comes back around and puts you back in the place that you're currently in. And it's just the most impressive shot of the year. Yeah, I think uh, I read this. And I might have mentioned this to you that there's some shots that last for like three minutes and oh, it's yeah. like nothing actually happens it's just like a scenic scenic shot kind of thing and it's but just to me that really pulls you into the movie you know what i'm saying it gets me even further invested because there's a lot of warners that just stick with characters as they're walking or riding a horse or you going into battle whatever so so there, there's definitely i guess pros to that for mm-hmm. sure i just my con is that like i get bored <laughs> which is fair I, I totally get it and i um, you know maybe that's just me i think that's why uh, we work on a podcast together, Jeff, is my movie tastes are just way different than yours. Yeah, I think we both can that. appreciate the good parts of movies that we enjoy, mm-hmm. um, but we're just going to... Because I like every movie movies. that's been on your list so far. So. Uh, I mean, I want to see The Green Knight eventually. The mm-hmm. one reason that's been holding me back from The Green Knight, which I don't even know if it's available anywhere right now. I don't, I don't know. think it is. Uh, but the only thing is that I know that there's going to be a lot of shots, and I'm just going to be like, are we going to like go to the next part of the story or yeah. kind of thing? Uh, and then... Um, the last duel also want to see the reason I you would like the last duel a lot more I and think. then pig again i wanted i think i mentioned it to you right when i saw the trailer which was i don't know how long ago mm-hmm. uh, also want to see it the thing that was holding me back was it was very uh, moody i guess yeah. is the right word so it's definitely moody they're both slower paced movies i don't i don't think the green knot's your cup of tea honestly i, I would be curious to hear what you think about it I don't i'm gonna watch it. it i like i'm going to watch it yeah but it's, when is just the, the question yeah I, I just you know i really I'm like sure i'm gonna hate the ending too oh the ending is it's ambiguous and i'm sure i'm gonna hate it to, to i'm sure i'm it. gonna hate it but you know um, i really like <laughs> fantasy and it's got some really awesome fantasy elements but it's still grounded in realism in a way even though it's like based on a 14th century poem it's just really well done um i think every shot is like you know completely thought out and well realized and actually serves a purpose and they're all like so beautiful they could just be like framed and you know, put in the museum. It's just really well made. You should check it out. I just don't know if you're going to love it. I, again, I'm going to watch it. Uh, Pig is probably the only one that I may not watch. <laughs> uh, I think you would like Pig more than Green Knight, actually. I really do. I might. You might be right. The only reason is because I know I'll probably be depressed watching Pig. <laughs> and we Maybe already talked not. about with the Suicide Squad that I like movies where I'm not depressed, where I walk away not depressed. So, Well, what's your number one that's probably not depressing? My number one, I can't believe you didn't put it on. Put it, did no, you make your top be. five? Yeah, you know what it's going to uh-huh. be. It's Dune. Get everything with guns off the ground! Go! 
This is an extermination. They're picking my family off one by one. Let's fight like demons. Hey, kid, it make your top five? Just, it would have been number six, for real. It was right there. It was between wow. that and Coda, and I was like, you know what? I've had these other, I have like the last duel on here. I want to go with something like Coda that probably hasn't been seen as much as Dune. So. Fair enough. Uh, Dune, I mean, it was one of those, like, how rare is it that a movie that gets this much hype and this much publicity and everything mm-hmm. actually lives up to the hype in a great movie? Yeah. Um, which, I mean, it, to each their own, you can have your problems with it, or you can have your issues, or they, they could have done this a little bit better, or, hey, it was a little bit too long, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. The fact that it lives up to even close to the hype, whoever, it, whatever hype was built up in your mind is amazing to me. Uh, I mean, we I just talked about shots that get boring, even though that some shots in Dune are just super scenic in the way they're shot, and they're just trying to, Denis Villeneuve mm-hmm. is just trying to, yeah, <laughs> he's just trying to make you uh, feel, he's building a, a world, you know, and he's trying to make you feel like you're in it and see all these landscape shots and everything like that. And uh, I mean, I thought Timothy Chalamet, He's an outstanding performance. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, it it drew me in. And, I mean, I, I'm still reading the book currently. So, I mean, I am nice. hopefully can get a bigger picture of what uh, the future holds. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for the next part. So, it's very rare that I hype up a movie to the extent I hyped up Dune. I think we were both really excited for it. And then it actually came out. And I was actually, like, that was a really good movie. So. Yeah. I, I really like Dune. We talked about it already, a whole episode. I have a feeling when I see it again that it's going to be my number one. I like, think truly. it'll... I do think that when you watch it, and you may never watch it on HBO I'm, Max, and you just wait for it. it to go on a theater again. I'm going to watch it on HBO uh, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do think, you know... We, we did a whole episode on it, so I think that the the movie theater does add to it. It does. Um, just does. for the grand scale that that Denis Villeneuve is trying mm-hmm. to do. That master. Um, but I really do think you'll love it when you watch it again. It's I very do, rare I that I love it. Now, it's very honestly. rare that this is kind of a drama movie. There's very little comedy in this movie. There might be one or two Maybe lines. Maybe one line, but like that's Jason what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe one or two lines. So it's very rare that something like that too makes my mm-hmm. list of because that's just my type is comedy stuff. Action yeah. comedy is going to be high up on mine usually. Well done, anyways. Action mm-hmm. comedy. Um, so yeah. Dune's, Dune's got to be it. Dune's great. I feel like you're trying to paint this picture of like, I don't love it because I really, really like it. No, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't think you don't like it. I was just <laughs> Stop surprised. Stop spreading lies, Steven. I was surprised it didn't make your top five. <laughs> Me too. And if I watch it again, it probably will. I would If we'd have done top ten, it'd have been number six. Maybe it should have been top five. It's better than a couple of the movies I have in the top five, really. It's well, this is, a, this is favorites. This right. isn't top and Denis Villeneuve is one of my favorite filmmakers ever. I love every one of his movies he does, so much. He does do, when he does a movie, he does in grand scale. Oh my, he goes for it. I love it. The only thing about Dune, I will say that the reason I like, like Coda Edge It Out really, just for this list, not, not that it even really matters, it's, it's part one. It doesn't totally it doesn't wrap like it a up. full movie. You yeah. know what I mean? I get so, it. I'm but it's also like three way. hours and we only got one part of it. I loved it though. <laughs> I wasn't bored. Um, Me either. I, that was surprising thing is like it was... You know, some of the movies that are go on for like three hours, which movies are just trending in that direction more and more and more and more. It seems that way, yeah. Uh, seems like movies are just getting longer. Which you would think they would want to get shorter. You would think with the attention span of everybody. Exactly. But I guess they're just, everybody's just trying to fit bigger stories, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just trying to get a bigger scale. They, for sure. And that's why you see a lot of filmmakers now go into the go into TV series or to, you know, miniseries or whatever. So they do have more time. I, that, I mean, that makes sense. But. Yeah, I wasn't ever bored. I was Very I was entertained and there's you you get these big apex highs in there, you know, where you're just on the edge of your seat and then they kind of bring you back down, but they mm-hmm. don't bring you so low that you're just like, okay, the movie needs to end now. They kind of they you get you get a roller coaster. I'm doing mm-hmm. it. I'm doing the roller coaster, Jeff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so <laughs> so that was good. Uh anything else you would you like to add your just missed? I have my top 5. I might have missed a couple in there. I really like I said I watched more movies, I think, in 2021 that came out in previous years, like new movies to me mm-hmm. that just came out in previous years that actually came out in 2021. Yeah. Um, so those are probably my list of, like, actually came out in 2021. But. Well, my honorable mentions would be obviously Dune, um, The French Dispatch by Wes Anderson. It was I do need to see that, one too. One of my most anticipated. Also, Last Night in Soho. And um, the first that. hour is amazing. It's, like, best movie of the year potential with the first hour, and then it goes way downhill the last 30 minutes. <laughs> it's very disappointing the way it finishes. That movie's incredible. So that's just a few I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. Okay. Well, let's move on to our 2022. Um, we probably won't hire, we'll probably just kind of tell you the little spiel on these. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I guess our 2021 we could talk about because we've seen them. We've obviously haven't seen these yet because these are our most anticipated. Uh, so I have eight, um, but we're gonna narrow. We're gonna try, try Jeff to narrow it down to our top five. Um, okay. Why don't we? Why don't I just? I'll give you like my ten through six real quick, just really quick. I'll just name them. Okay. Off. So number ten is blonde. Okay. So you have these in order too, yes. but you're most high. Number okay. ten is blonde. Um, number nine is Asteroid City. <laughs> Actually, excuse me. Number nine, I had Don't Worry, Darling, Olivia Wilde's new movie. Yes, it's going to be gotcha. a psychological thriller. Um, number eight is Asteroid City, Wes Anderson's new movie. And then Into the Spider-Verse at six. Okay. And then we'll go top five. Yeah, go your five. Number five, I'm going to go with Nope, which is Jordan Peele's new movie. Um, Get Out was amazing. Obviously, everybody says that. Duh. Um, Us had Not potential so good. to be amazing. <laughs> it just felt like he was trying way too hard. He's to trying make, to live up to his yeah, get out. And he was just, trying so hard with the metaphors, and it just didn't work. Um, it's okay. The opening scene of that movie is incredible, though, and that shows what he's really capable of. I don't the opening really know scene much. is them at the like carnival, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and there's parts in that movie that are great. Um, but nope, <laughs> there's no real plot yet. We just know it's a Jordan Peele movie that's coming out in the summer. It's got Daniel Kaluuya in it again, who's amazing. Yeah, I do like Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, he's awesome. So I'm just he ready. Did, didn't he just win an, he win an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in like, um, Judas and the Black Messiah? I don't think they've announced. Um, I don't think they've announced the categories. And he won something. I feel like for that. that he's probably he probably won something in another. Maybe, maybe it was just hype. Or something. Yeah, maybe something like I that. I heard he was amazing. I haven't seen that movie. Haven't either. Um, so I'll give my uh, eight, seven, and six. Um, you're gonna be mad at my number six. You're gonna be mad that another movie made it above this movie, but this is what it is. Uh, number eight's gonna be Lightyear. Uh, looks like a good Pixar movie. I mean, I loved Toy Story when I was little, um, and it looks like a really good. I mean, Pixar movie. I mean, you say what you will about Pixar, but they're usually really good movies, <laughs> honestly. Uh, number seven is going to be Avatar 2. Okay. Um, I don't, you never actually, which I'm going to roast you on the podcast because Jeff has never actually watched Avatar all the way through. I, I don't know how it. you're a movie podcast and you've never seen Avatar I all the way through. I watched it when it first came out. I haven't seen it since. I don't remember much of it, so... I'm going to rewatch it before Avatar 2 comes out. Number six is probably going to be uh, The Northman. Which no, I think that's going to be. That's not in your top five. Yeah, I that's, that's what I said. I, I figured you were not going to like I'm that one. I'm very disappointed. I figured you would be oh, disappointed man. in that. I'm uh, going to judge you for every pick. I, okay, Dune didn't make your top five. I don't want to hear it. That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. And that's the thing is like, I'm really excited for The Northman. Uh-huh. I think it's going to be a great movie. Um, it's going to be very dramatic and very harsh. Uh, but I am very excited for it. I think it's going to be a great movie. What's your number five, jerk? Uh, my number five, I have two that I'm kind of debating on. Number five. Number five. Uh, number five, I'll probably, and you're going to be really mad because this made it just above the Northman. You're going to be so mad. <laughs> like, you see, you're I'm furious. Uh, it's going to be Jackass Forever. Uh, I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Dude, I loved, like, just remembering the times, like, watching, um, Jackass with like my high school buddies and college buddies or whatever, just rewatching it and stuff. <laughs> Hilarious, like, and just like the 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 stupid things they're adding in there. This one that they're just trying to top everything else. Yeah. It's hilarious. I've the read. Fact that they're old now. It's I funny. think. Yeah, I think it's funnier that. And then I've also read. I think part of my hype for it is I've read articles from Stevo and from uh, Johnny Knoxville <laughs> and like like personal pieces on them. So it's like serious articles, not even like joking ones. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like I. I feel like <laughs> this is so dumb. I'm. I'm so dumb. But I feel like I have kind of connection with them. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like I know them a little bit better because of these really long articles and magazines I read. Uh, and then also I've met Steve O once or twice because he's just he's been he's been to. Uh, okay. Yeah. He's he's. Been to, I met him. I mean, it's a brief conversation. A little flex. Oh, is that, Steve-O's not like a huge... <laughs> that's, your, that's your boy? <laughs> well, he went to, uh, what's the uh, comic theater in Birmingham? Stardom? Yeah, Stardom. Mm-hmm. He's been there a couple times and done shows there. Okay. So I just kind of met him through that kind of aspect of it. And nice. then he has that whole story with his dog, you know, that he adopted. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't read about Steve-O. <laughs> oh, I don't... Uh, he, he adopted a dog from like South America when he was in there filming something. Uh-huh. Um, Probably, I think he did a documentary series for a while on YouTube or something like that. Um, and uh, he, this dog, this stray dog was outside his hotel and they wouldn't let him, he wanted to bring the dog inside just to save its life because it was like starving and cold and everything like that. 
Um, and I think where he was in South America, was like freezing and they wouldn't let him bring the dog outside. So he actually slept outside with the dog to keep it warm, like bought a tent and everything like that, just to keep the dog like okay through the night. And that dog, he literally brings everywhere now. Like it is on the plane with him. It goes to the comedy clubs with him. Like he brings yeah. it out for shows and everything like that. That sounds like Nick Cage and pig. And literally. So like, <laughs> it, uh, like that's a cool story. And I don't know, just stuff like that. And then just the nostalgia of it all. Um, yeah. but I knew you were going to be mad about that. It's fine. I'm going to see this movie too with some friends. So it's, I was going to say, fun. it's just, it's for the fun. Yeah. And, and the, the good thing about Jackass too is like, I'm not, you don't have high expectations of like plot because there's no plot. There's literally no plot. It's just people trying to hurt themselves and make it as funny as possible. Literally. Doing so. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about, What's Oh, am I going like to the, am I, am I gonna like the story? Is it going to be shot? Well, it doesn't it's matter. Right. It's totally different. It doesn't matter. Sure. So, uh, I am excited for that. And the last hoorah kind of with it. All right. Number four, Jeff. Mission Impossible 7. Okay. Yeah, okay. man. I can't wait. Mission Impossible Fallout, the last entry. One of my favorite action movies ever, if I, not my favorite. <laughs> I think that made a lot of people's uh, top action movie. I mean, I think the the last three Mission Impossibles, because they've been six now, yeah. they've been really, really good. I think they they kind of... Mission Impossible 1 obviously started everything. I think 2 and 3 just kind of had a downfall. 3 was okay. J.J. Abrams did the third one. It's mildly it's, respected. And, you yeah. know, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in that one. It, mm-hmm. it is respected, but I think once they kind of went to... I think it's Rogue Nation... No, Ghost Protocol's... Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and Fallout. Yeah, and so I think they just have hit a really good stride with it right now. Yeah, Um, Ghost Protocol was Brad Bird, who did Ratatouille and The Incredibles. (laughs) That was him doing live action. He killed it. I mean, he did a great job. So I I think that this this universe, whereas, you know, you know, the Fast and Furious after Fast Five, it just went a huge downhill kind of thing of like, why are we still doing this? I think this is like, it hit four and five and it's just going it's trending i I can't wait to see how they're going to top it because literally in fallout tom cruise does a halo jump literally does it 12 times and they had to hire they couldn't find a cinematographer to do it so they had to hire a gopro a guy that used gopros to shoot you know skydiving videos to learn how to use an actual rig and an actual camera and he ran backwards out of the plane as tom cruise jumps out of the plane because they had to get three feet separation to get the shot right. Oh, it's crazy the stunts they times. do. And we can talk about him flying a helicopter, learning how to fly it in three months <laughs> instead of six months. Right. And literally, they can only film in this one country that would actually allow him yes, to because fly it and everything. It takes six months and eight hours a day to learn. And Tom Cruise is like, we don't have time for that. So he did it 16-hour days for three months to really fly that helicopter <laughs> in the scene. Plus, honestly, the best action scene in Fallout is the the bike chase in Paris. In my opinion, I love it. Oh, it's great! So there's there's so many scenes that you can go in. And then I love um, just Tom Cruise's commitment to the craft, his audacity to just want to be the best. I love Henry Cavill with the mustache. Evil Henry Cavill with the mustache is is amazing. So pre Geralt, Henry Cavill. Yeah, pre Geralt, awesome. and then post Superman. But yes. it's the, and then he has a mustache, hey, and he's just there's bad, some Bond so. rumors about him. A there is. Too, so. I honestly would be super okay with that. Yeah, he'd be. A, Can you be Superman be great, and Bond though? I don't know. He does kind of have it all right now. Can he? Oh. Can he be that handsome too? Is that, is it's it, unfair. I don't want to really talk fair? about it. I don't want to talk about he's it. He's jacked, handsome. He's Superman. I'm changing the subject. <laughs> Mission Impossible Seven, though. One last thing I will say is, um, it, it made headlines initially when they were shooting, you know, last year during the pandemic. And Tom Cruise is just. Cussing out, murdering people. Yes, yes. I forgot about that. For not wearing their. I can't wait to hear about what bone uh, Tom Cruise broke or what he did, breaking something or or this man's about to go to outer space. You know that. I know. He's legitimately going to outer space to shoot a movie with a random. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be interested to see how they top the stunts they did in Mission Impossible. I can't wait. What's your number four? (laughs) So this one's also. Two, two, yeah, I know. Two, I'll go Spider Man Across the Spider Verse for num- my number four. Okay, part um, one. Yes, part one. That's part of the title. <laughs> that is that is part of the title. Uh, I mean, the first one was great. You know, I put Mitchell versus the Machines in twenty twenty one. Whatever. I guess it came out in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. Spider Verse one. Yeah, it was nineteen. Nineteen. I mean, that would have probably made my top five for twenty nineteen. It's a really good movie. Um, it took me forever to watch it just because it was animated and I thought it was going to be more childish and it's not like it's not made for children i guess are you hating on animation right now no, is that what no. i'm hearing i just i started off mitchell versus the machine saying <laughs> i would watch more but my wife doesn't watch as Fair many enough. as i do you did say that <laughs> i started that off with that um but that was one of the reasons it held me back i thought it was going to be more of a children's movie and i love spider-man but then i watched it and i was like this is great like it's, it is a children's movie but it's got so many different themes in it that work so well and the comedy is great in it and the I don't know. It works the animation really well. Style is unique and cool. Yeah. It's it's 
like inexplicably good. It is. It is. <laughs> so this could either be one of those. This is one of those that you're excited for, but it could be a huge flop comparatively to the first one because they're either they're going to try to top it or they're going to you know mm-hmm. it's so easy to mess up. I guess I agree. And but it could honestly just be just as good and it would still be a great movie you know yeah may not top it but it could be just as good and it'll still be a great movie so yeah. that'll be my number four right? i'm excited for it i think i had it at six that's what did. i said so. number three number three for me is going to be the batman oh okay yeah man there you go obviously we, we've already talked about it a ton don't need to say anymore robert pattinson's gonna be an amazing batman the newest trailer the bat and the cat i don't think we've talked about that on this podcast but have you seen it yeah i've seen it oh, i love it yeah me too so excited it's all love- super bummed they did pg-13 Super bummed is not a not a pushing the R. Yeah, it's still going to be very violent. It's like they said it's violent, dark, and you know the violent themes. And I think it has like dark themes is one of the reasons it's like PG thirteen rating. It looks awesome. (laughs) So excited! Yeah, this is exactly what I want out of a superhero movie. If you're, I mean, it's following movie. This is what I want. We talked about it. It's following dark. It's following the Dark Knight trilogy themes of Batman. Of it needs to be a little bit darker and more. And I mean the the director, I forget who it is. He, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves yeah. has said that he wants it to be more of a detective movie, just starring Batman. Which sounds amazing. Right? That's what I want. <laughs> right? So uh, that. the yes. detective side of Batman is going to be great. Him solving riddles with a dark Riddler. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very very excited. Matt Reeves has a great track record too. He did, um, you know, the reboot of the Planet of the Apes movies. Yep. He also did the first Cloverfield, which kind of launched the franchise in itself. I think he's a great director. I can't wait to see what he does with this. Let's go. I, I'm very excited. Uh, so my number three will actually be Mission Impossible 7. So that did make it online nice. as well. Nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was debating between that or Spider-Verse for number three, but I ended up going with Mission Impossible 7 because I think I'll probably be a little bit more into that. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, we don't have to talk anymore about it because we already did it, but very excited for that. I can't What's wait. What's your number two? Number two is The Northman. I will avenge you, father. I will save you, mother. I will kill you, father. Why would you stow away to such a hellish place? To find what was stolen from me. And what is that? The kingdom. Okay, there you go. My and number you, six that you're mad about. You thought this was going to be number one, I bet, on my list. I thought the Northman and Batman would be one and two. Yeah. I didn't know which one was going to be one, which one's going to be two. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's going to be some A24 film that I've never even heard of for number one. <laughs> we'll see. Number <laughs> The Northman looks incredible. We already talked about it on the trailer last episode. Um, I can't wait. I'm excited for it, too. Yeah. It did make my, I mean, it didn't make my top five, but that's just because it's like, there were other movies that I guess were more my style, and then just the nostalgia for Jackass Forever, just finally getting that. I mean, when yeah, when did Jackass fair. 4D come out? It was like, or 4 come out? It was like, I don't know, 2010 or something like that? I don't even know. It's been like 11 years or something like that. So it is just, that was well, why. The North one's going to be significantly better. Um, yeah, it will be a Robert better movie. Eggers. I'm not arguing that. It will be a better movie. Robert Eggers has quickly become one of my favorite filmmakers. He's only made two movies, but they're both incredible. The Witch and The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is amazing. The and Witch is a weird movie. how he's going to be able to top either one of those. The Witch is a weird movie. Willem Dafoe. Cannot wait to see him. Yeah, apparently, he's just gonna have. Uh, I, I don't know how she didn't make an appearance in the lighthouse. Anya Taylor Joy is just gonna be in there. I can't wait to see. She's gonna be great. She's <laughs> awesome. She's in, did you say she's briefly in it? Is that what you were saying? No, I said I don't know how she's. Is she in the lighthouse? No, but she's in the Northman. Yeah, no, I know that. Uh, but yeah. I was saying like I don't know how she didn't make an appearance in the lighthouse because yeah. I feel like he just absolutely well, he, loves that her. That was her first ever movie, The Witch. Yeah, so he launched helped launch her career. Feel like she, he loves she's it. so great she would have made it regardless. But still, <laughs> Northman looks awesome. Watch the trailer; it's sick. Uh, number two, um, this is I think this is mainly the director and how good the last one turned out. Uh, and I could be overhyping it, but Thor: Love and Thunder. I'm actually really excited about Taika Waititi because of Taika Waititi and the, and the way he did um, Ragnarok mm-hmm. and the comedy he made Thor because I feel three like Marvel movie. It's really good. It's a really mm-hmm. good Marvel movie. I love Taika Waititi as a director, and then I feel like Thor, like after the second one and the first one, really wasn't that good either. You were just kind of like another Thor movie, like mm-hmm. Ooh, this is gonna be bad, and then you get Ragnarok, and it's like, wow, okay, Thor can actually be a really good movie, um, and. I don't know. Interested to see how he what he does with Love and Thunder with like he's built up the hype now. We everybody loves Thor after seeing Ragnarok and Endgame. Everybody's kind of fallen back in love with Thor. So let's mm-hmm. see what he can do. And Chris Hemsworth has said, been on record and saying, as long as they let me keep being Thor, I'll keep being Thor. Yeah, why not? Give me the fat check. And, and yeah, and you get a better. I think you like Chris Hemsworth more after seeing him in the Takawa Titi version than than you do. It's a total ones. just like totally different direction. It's more of a 
comedy movie now as opposed to this. You and know, that's, you know, right up my um, alley. Right yeah, up my alley. Sure. So I, I'm excited for it. Taika Waititi made one of my favorite comedies ever in What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, so he's great, one of my favorite filmmakers. Great comedy. I mean, he did, uh, he, did a, he managed to make a comedy out of Hitler. Jojo Rabbit is great. Exactly. It is How fantastic. do you make a comedy out of a out of a child who has a, a imaginary friend as Hitler, and you make a comedy out of that? Mm-hmm. That is, you have to be really, really good to yep. do that. He's amazing, and he I did it. So, <laughs> I'm I'm excited for that movie. So, what's your what's your one one? <laughs> is it a, is it something stupid? No, no do no, I know no. it? Maybe number one is Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay, uh, but that's not that's not confirmed. 2022. The date it doesn't have a release date, but it says 2022. Okay, it's. It's coming out this year. Okay. I'm being. I would have guessed that if hopeful. I, yeah, being hopeful. Okay. Um, it doesn't have a release date. I mean, I've seen set photo. They've been shooting for a while. I think they're getting close to being done. It's Leonardo DiCaprio in a Martin Scorsese movie. I don't need to say anything. And this else. one have like a major cast too, besides yeah. Leo. Well, Jesse Plemons is going to be playing the main character. I was initially going to be Leo, but Leo decided to play like the main villain in this and let Jesse Plemons have like the protagonist role because apparently he thought Jesse Plemons was just going to be perfect for it. Isn't Jesse Plemons in the new in Power of the Dog? Isn't that he Jesse is. Yeah, yeah, he is. So he's also in uh, <laughs> Jungle Cruise. Have you ever seen that movie? I have seen that movie. Yes, he's also the bad guy in that. Yeah, it's true. He was, <laughs> he was just there for the check in that. Um, he's all he was also in Breaking Bad. That's no, where he got big. Jeff, you're going to tell me he wasn't a brilliant acting performance. He was okay. Emily Blunt was sitting feeling better. <laughs> he was better than The Rock in that movie. I'll tell you that. Whoa. Okay, Did I just hear Dwayne the, the Rock Johnson hate on this podcast? <laughs> I don't hate him. Will not be tolerated. Jeff. He's amazing in Moana. <laughs> <laughs> in the film, he's not actually in. He just Kill- voices. <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. That, an adaptation. I haven't read the book. Um, the nonfiction book. But is it a nonfiction it. book? It is a nonfiction book, Interesting. yeah. I'm going to check it out. But all I needed to know, Martin Scorsese, Leo, I'm in. Number I think one. all you needed to know was one or the other. I don't think you needed to know both. That's honestly true. But <laughs> them two together, some of my favorite movies ever were made by them. But it, it depicts the serial murder of members from, you know, in 1920s Oklahoma. It was a string of brutal crimes, and they became known as the Reign of Terror. That is the synopsis for this that Interesting. I just butchered. Interesting. Well, I'm, I, I mean, I'm going to watch it too. Of course you are. It's yeah. an Apple original, by the way. This will be on Apple oh, TV. Oh, sweet. Yeah. You're going to be mad at me because I'm probably just going to watch it at home. I'm going to watch it in the theater and then a hundred times at home, so that's okay. <laughs> well, I'm just saying the first time we'll probably be at home and you're going to be mad at me. Yeah. Um, number one <laughs> for me is Batman. Hear everything they say, ain't you? Maybe we're not so different. Who are you under there? I'm vengeance. Be Batman. We don't have to talk about it anymore because we already talked about it, but... Robert Batman. Pattinson, baby. It's Let's do it. It's the Batman. I mean, I'm, I think everybody's hoping for this, but another Dark Knight. Uh, why? Why would you not want that? Just in the trailer, just the shot of the coffee. Like, I knew I was in. Like, how do you make a, <laughs> how do you make a cup of coffee? The shot, awesome? the way they're filming everything with dark, <laughs> moody tones, the way that Batman's kind of on the edge. I mean, I love Robert Pattinson. Um... I think that this, uh, what's the guy who plays the villain? Oh, Paul Dano. I think Colin he's Farrell's also in it. Yeah, I know. He's the penguin. But mm-hmm. I think that Paul Dano, the way he's going to play the Riddler. He's amazing. Just the way he does, because he was in Prisoners, right? He was in There Will Be Blood. Yes, he was in Prisoners. He was in There Will Be, there Will Be Blood, PTA's best The way movie. that he plays the quote-unquote, I don't know what you want to call him, Prisoners, the bad guy in Prisoners, and the way he's like, I feel like psychologically tormented in that and the way he plays that and then, Hugh and then the way he's going to be able to play a psychologically tormented Riddler. And I love the, the costume design for the Riddler. Some people were kind of roasting it or whatever. I loved it. Yeah. It they wanted awesome. like the, the top hat slime green cane, that, that's lame. that, uh, we don't want that. Jim Carrey is in that's the lame. other one. No, this is a dark detective movie. Yes. We need a dark detective. It's like, it's like saying, Oh my gosh, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. I don't like him because he looks a little scary. Yeah, Why would you not want that? <laughs> I'm excited. I want a I want a detective movie with comic book elements, not a comic book movie with detective. That's elements, what Matt so. Reese is going for. That's yes. what I've read. Um, and then obviously just the the development or or the I'm trying, what word am I trying to think of the chemistry mm-hmm. between Pattinson and um, what's the who plays Zoe Kravitz? Yeah, Zoe Kravitz mm-hmm. looks amazing. Yeah. I'm very excited. Very, very excited. So hopefully this lives up to the hype and like Dune did for me and I'm not bummed after I see it. So 
I got confused on my list. Actually, what my number six was that I just skipped over somehow and said Spider-Verse was actually seven. My number six is Babylon. Okay. That is Damien Chazelle's new movie. Black and White. I believe it is going to be Black and White. Yep. It's the director of Whiplash and La La Land, two yep. amazing movies. It's got Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt and a bunch of others. It's going to be awesome. It's some, I think it is in Black and White, and it's about all, pretty much all we know about the plot is it's about old Hollywood. So, sounds right at my alley. I'll probably enjoy it. Because so. we already talked about licorice pizza and Once yeah. Upon a Time in yes, Hollywood. Yes. So, so that's uh, my number six. Old Hollywood <laughs> is all you need to lure Jeff in. Yes. And I Black mean, and White doesn't hurt either. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that'll wrap up our anticipated movies of 2022. Um, we do need to actually make a list and put this out on social media because I think that would be good for people to actually like just see it visually. Are we actually going to do it this time? Yes. What do you think? We will actually do it. <laughs> it might be Monday because I don't actually have Photoshop at home. Gotcha. Uh, I don't think you do either. Uh, so at least by Monday, we will have it up on our Instagram and feel free to comment or let us know when you see us what your favorite movies of 2021 and what your most anticipated of 2022 are. Tell us what we missed, basically. Because I think there was Jeff like cried about not being able to pick thirty. I wanted to do I wanted <laughs> to do at least a top ten favorite of the year because there's so many I didn't get to mention, like the tragedy at Macbeth, which I started last night and it's incredible. Yeah, so. he started and didn't finish it. That tells you how good it is. I started it too late because it just came out last night and I was too excited. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right, and uh, we will be back next episode probably with a uh, quick hits of movies, uh, movies that we saw uh, recently that we don't feel like. A full episode is needed, maybe because they're off-the-wall movies or because uh, we don't have that much to say. Like, we don't have strong feelings one way or the other. At least that's for me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what do you think about just doing... Um, th- again, this is showing... We're giving you a background. Uh, we were very prepared. Into the podcast uh, realm. We're always prepared. This is not me just asking Jeff for the first time. Never. It's just so the, the audience can hear it. Never. Um, what do we think about Don't Look Up? Do we think we need an episode or just we want to do Oh, I think hits? we should do an episode. I think so, too, because it's really popular. Mm-hmm. So maybe Don't Look Up and then Quick Hits? Yeah, let's, let's okay. plan on that. So next next episode, we'll do Don't Look Up, because I, I think we could talk for a while about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just the cast. Oh, yeah. And it's like the number two highest was successful movie on Netflix. Whatever, whatever that means. That means. Who yeah, knows? I don't know if that means more subscribers or that it's I guess watched a lot. I guess they're going, like, even if somebody streams it for 20 seconds, they count that as a view, and maybe. they're just talking about most views. We'll see. <laughs> well, maybe that, it's like streaming hours. I don't know how they do could it. Could be. Could be because it's a really long movie. So, um, But Don't Look Up will be our, our next episode. What 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 pun are we using for that one? Mm. That's going to be tough. We'll have to, we'll have to get some thoughts. Uh, we'll be. Well, the, don't, don't burn up. As I, say, <laughs> I like it. There we go. What have you been smoking, Jeff? All right. And that will wrap up our uh, anticipated and favorites. And uh, we will see you next time. Love you.